Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, this week's Saturday edition of the Whitfield Report, part one of two. Uh, In part one of this week's uh, episode for the Saturday edition, I'm going to be talking with uh, Mike Sheely, a.k.a. Mersh, who is a uh, well-known YouTuber uh, who's been covering parts of the Owen Benjamin saga, um, as I've also documented here on this podcast. Uh, Mersh is a bit of a controversial figure. Uh, he's had an interesting past, which we uh, go into a bit on the show, but he's uh, helped me grow my YouTube audience for the podcast, so I wanted to have him on and just chat with him for a bit. Uh, this this uh, segment of the podcast will only last about 35 minutes or so uh, when all is said and done. I really had a good time chatting with them, and uh, I hope you guys will enjoy the show. So uh, I'll start the uh, podcast right afterward from our sponsors. Thanks for listening, and uh, God bless. Alrighty, folks, and we are live. Welcome to uh, the Saturday edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your uh, benevolent dictator, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from South Florida uh, via Google Hangouts tonight, folks, and I'll explain why. It's a bit of an unorthodox show. Uh, as many of you know, I'm, I was uh, planning on having Mersh on the show uh, via Skype, but that didn't work out because of technical difficulties. So I do have uh, Merch on the stream tonight via Google Hangouts. So uh, let me get into contact info. As usual, you can follow me on Twitter at SamW underscore NGC uh, and Instagram at SamW underscore NGC, hashtag Whitfield Report, uh, facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, and uh, Gab at Sam Whitfield, and of course you can subscribe to the audio podcast on iTunes or wherever else you might subscribe. And uh, without further ado, I want to introduce the man of the hour, uh, Mr. Mersh. So how are you doing, sir? How you doing, man? I'm good. I was trying to enjoy a relaxing weekend, but uh, that 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 didn't that that fell apart very quickly today. Yeah. So uh, I I hear you're having a bit of a bit of a bear infestation problem just like uh the rest of us are yeah that was one of like three wars we're fighting right now but yeah the bears i guess i i I did notice like after owen was not live last night that i got an infestation of people just you know the standard thing calling me a sodomite calling me short calling me dumb uh you know the usual middle school sort of uh insults (laughs) so uh, I'm dealing it. I'm dealing with it. But I, I um, honestly, I've been really blessed uh, the last few months that I don't really have to worry about. Ne- like I've gotten over dealing with negative comments and, and the dislikes. They can say whatever they want. Like I, I actually spent time today, like in discord and on the phone, having productive meetings with very large content creators, bigger than Owen Benjamin. Um, oh, yeah. But none yeah. of none of them are as smart as he is, right? He he has a hundred and four forty seven IQ. None of us can forget that. 
Yeah, it's 147 IQ. Uh, no, it was confirmed. Uh, it was confirmed by his mother, and uh, he's you know he's legitimately he's smarter than all the uh, scientists at Oxford. He's uh, he's come come out about that, and uh, clearly, I mean, after one hour of watching Owen Benjamin on a stream, obviously your your IQ goes up uh, exponentially. Yeah, it it goes up in the other direction somehow. So. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on was because uh, I've been getting a lot of hate comments from bears saying that, oh, Mersh is just a troll going after the uh, the bears and whatnot. So I, But you actually have a background and a history in uh, podcasting slash streaming and in comedy, too. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to just briefly uh, share your backstory with uh, this audience. What are you all about? Uh, yeah, sure. I started off um, just being like a guy who sold weed and, and just whatever to get by and just did my thing. Uh, and then I uh, started doing radio. I always wanted to do comedy and stuff, but radio was a good way to like hide from an audience um, mm. and just do it. So I did radio. I didn't like radio because then I realized radio nowadays just consists of uh, being like, hey, you know, any money coming up at the Civic Center and uh, it's brought to you by Miller Lite. And uh, here's Skinner. Like, and it just was boring. And um, every time I tried to break the mold, I'd get fired. And uh, I did stand-up comedy. And I did okay at that. But it was still – any comic will tell you it's, like, basically 10 to 15 years of just struggling and wanting to kill yourself, yeah. making no money. And uh, so I ended up doing podcasting. And I did well at that. Then I had a big public meltdown uh, a few years ago. And uh, kind of disappeared for a while. And then I uh, got back into like the strip club business, which is what I used to work in whenever I was, you know, not on tour. And uh, got back into just strip clubs for years. And then um, Royce, who I've worked with before, uh, we, we were talking about doing another show. We started doing ROTC and uh, just as a way to like kind of fight the culture war because the, the right wing is um, tragically uncool and not funny. And uh, we wanted to yeah. try to change yeah. the perception. So we're like, well, what if we're just right-wingers? Like, we we are anyway, and we just are just dicks. And we'll just try that. And uh, it's been working. One of the things I really appreciate about your show, uh, because I admittedly I'm a newer follower, but one of the things I've noticed in about the month and a half, two months I've been following you guys, is uh, you guys shit on both sides of the aisle equally the left and the right which i really uh like because if you notice namely with crowder he loves to just own the libs and you know point out the hypocrisy of the left but then he'll have people on like uh you know alleged pedophile anthony yeah yeah it's like not only that but he also is like oh we're gonna own we're gonna trigger these snowflakes but like he never actually says anything that we don't already know. Like, yeah, the Second Amendment's awesome. The First Amendment's awesome. But what else? Like, he doesn't really have any substance. And he, he'll go and he'll he'll go to college campuses and kick these college kids around. But the moment, like, Sam Sater wants to sit down and have a debate, he doesn't know the guy's name. And he pretends like he doesn't see 10,000 tweets telling him to debate this guy. It's just, it's just like, again, we just call out, we call out crappy people. And we may have we may have in the last year started to call out uh, more people on the right, which some people admire and some people hate. But 
The problem is, is that we got into this to support the right wing. And we, we are, we, we were having people on our show, like Patrick Casey from identity Europa. And I'm not an ethno state guy, but he's a gentleman. He's always been nice to me. Why not let him come on? Like I'll give him a platform. He's not calling for violence or doing anything crazy, but like we started getting labeled as this alt-right show. When in reality, we just go at shitty people. And now we've sort of the reason why we've called out some some right wing figures is because in our travels, we've started to realize kind of how shitty they are, too. Like There's a lot of shitty people on our team that are playing dirty and using dirty leftist tactics. And we're like, but that's not us. That's not supposed to be us. So, you know, we started calling out the Cernoviches and the Cassandra Fairbanks and all these other fake conservatives. Yeah, well, well, I've noticed, too, it's just like a huge cash grab as one. I mean, and I, I've been doing this uh, podcast thing for a long time as well. And I mean, I, I don't want to name people on stream here, but when I jumped on the Trump train, uh, I did not do it for cash or anything. I did it because I mainly liked Trump. And uh, one of the things I had to contend with was my audience used to constraint, uh, consist of a lot of people who were never Trumpers. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they started jumping off and saying, uh, hey, you know, watch out because, uh, you know, we would hate to, we would hate to see you discredited once Trump loses. And I'm like, well, either, here are the two options we have. Either we have Trump or Hillary. Trump's not a perfect guy. He admits his flaws, but I would much rather take an imper, an imperfect, uh, you know, man who has flaws than mm-hmm. basically one of the worst people in the world. I I believe. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing too. Like people give me shit, but I've been on the Trump. Like you know, people go, "Well, I was on the Trump train for blah blah blah." I'm like, dude, I was on the Trump train when it wasn't even a train. I was on that shit when it was just a dumpster fire. I was on that train when he announced I'm running for president, and I looked at that lineup of GOP picks, and I was like, "Yo, please do, please run, my dude." Because, and I was an early back when he was a joke candidate. Like I was one of those early Ann Coulter types, like, and I didn't even have a show, but uh, because I'd done stand up for years and because I'd had shows prior, even though I was just a strip club DJ, I still had a pretty good internet following, and I was using that to shitpost as pro Trump because, I, and I voted for Trump because he was he was amazing. Like it was it was like he was literally telling people to their face, like you're bush league, you're lightweight, get out of my face. Like, I'm not, you're polling at 3%. I don't even have time to respond to you. And I was like, that's what we need. We need people to be like, yo, clown shoes, get out of here. The grownups are talking. And, you know, when when people are, you called women fat, and he goes, ah, just Rosie O'Donnell. Like, I was like, I love this dude. Like, he's not, I always believe, long before Trump, I always believed that, because trust me, as a man who's had many controversies myself, um, the best way to navigate a controversy is to just be yourself, be real, and go, yeah, I fucking said that. What are you going to do? Like, the, like, what are they, when they come to you and go, did you say on, you know, January 19th that you, you know, we're going to put, yeah, I said it. Like, I'm, I make jokes, I say things, like, I'm not going to sit here and, and that was what was so great about Trump is you had years of these politicians and they would play a videotape 
where they said something and they'd go, yeah, but I didn't mean that. I didn't really say that. And you're like, yes, you did. Whereas Trump's like, yeah, I called Rosie O'Donnell fat. She's a fat pig. But it was like this cognitive dissonance of we'd spent so long being polite and being like, you know, I do think you look good in that dress. And it was good to find. Uh, look, are you going to? Are you back? I think you. Yeah. I, I, Sorry, I, that was yeah, that was a weird issue there. I don't know what happened. I I, th I think I think Google is all is already trying to censor both of us for uh, you know. I don't I don't usually go that route. Like I don't I don't even play off that. Like oh, we're being shadow banned. Like usually it's it's, it's a massive yeah. company and they're streaming like thousands of videos. Like I only get paranoid when I start seeing that. Like you're put behind a block list or. You know, you're not monetized. That's when I'm when that's when I start calling out the you know what's. Yeah, no, and I, I and, and I'm saying that mo mostly as a joke, just because it happens. You know, that's that's like the number one uh, go to response for conservatives is anytime uh you know anytime Cernovich gets in trouble with like Twitter or something, it's like you guys, I'm the uh, the pedophiles and the elites are all trying to. To ban me. That's that's the other weird thing with all these people that I don't get with the new right wing is we're all calling each other uh, pedophiles now. It seems like like if you, if you don't, it used to be Nazi, but now if you don't agree with everything that I say or do, you're automatically a pedophile, which is another weird extreme that I just don't dig. Oh yeah, no, everybody's a pedophile on the internet. Yeah. If you're if you're a YouTuber, you probably banged a kid at some point. That's uh, according to YouTube rules, because everybody like lobs that around. That was the other thing I was dealing with today. Like, you think the bears are bad? Forget the the bears are stupid boomers. Like they're legitimately worthless people on the internet when it comes to actually like rustling anybody's jimmies. But um, I'll tell you who you got to worry about. It's the uh, like the blood sports kind of internet crowd. And those people get started coming at us hard uh, this week or today because Andy Worski included a clip of us in one of his videos. And um, Worski and us have like a storied like beef going back like a year. So like that was obviously weird to a lot of people. And they're like, why did Andy do that? So I reached out and I was like, Hey, thanks man. And we started talking and right away, like, half of the internet blood sports crowd was like, didn't Revenge of the Sis say that Sticks Hexenhammer was a pedophile? And I'm like, we never said that. Like, we've had this talk before. I had to talk it out with Andy today. Those people are way more intense and autistic than uh, than the Bears, because the Bears are just, you know, Midwestern boomer drunks who watch Owen babble for two hours about QAnon and go to sleep. Well, well, the whole thing with the with the bear cult, the 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 whole feud with the uh, the DZ that started off. I mean, I'll, I'll speak to what I can, and I've said this on stream before, but the whole bear war, in my opinion, started because of Eric Nimmer. Basically, he got he got beat by a guy who's not even a comedian, uh, a a bear by the name of Nier, who's who's also been a guest on. Yeah, he was the one that was like, "Can't die in, can't die United States, Nima." By the way, he is a real. <laughs> that guy does seem like a guy that like I would equally want to hang out with and also punch in his face. 
which is a compliment. I mean, oh, that is oh yeah, I like New York, like Bostony, New Yorky, ball breaking assholes like that. And you could just tell he's a guy that you'd be like, oh, you fucking you gay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to send you the uh, the interview I did with him, which which happened like a week after uh, the whole Nimmer feud, and at that point, like. Things were kind of on the skids, but they hadn't really, things hadn't derailed completely. But yeah, he's he's one of these guys that you do kind of want to punch in the face, but then you also want to, you know, grab a beer with him, too. And it's like, you guys, this is incredibly stupid that we started a whole all-out internet warfare over the, uh, over the bears. <laughs> I've seen a 20-second clip. Yeah, I've seen a 20-second clip of John Neri, and I could just tell he's the kind of guy that I would hang out with in New York, but he's the kind of guy I would get, like, in a fist fight with every three months. And then we'd be cool. Like, he's just like, which is fine, because I'm that kind of guy. Like, I'm the kind of guy that you want to fucking punch in the face sometimes. I'm breaking your balls. But, yeah, yeah. no, that was, the, that was like, my whole, my whole take on this, even with me, I can only speak for me, and I can speak for, I can kind of speak for Porcelain, because he came in with a very similar kind of distant, viewpoint of this whole thing we didn't know of all this shit that owen was into all we saw was a crazy dude screaming at the moon every night and we were like all right this guy's a little weird right like we could probably do something with this and then as he started go like missing family functions fighting with i was like okay this is this is lol cow material but um when we started the thing was like porcelain came to me and he was like you know he, i'm doing a documentary about owen and i told him Uh, hello, yeah. I'm cutting out again. Sorry. Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm here. I. I. Uh, I got the part where you said, "In porcelain came to me," and then yeah, no. Por so porcelain came to me and was like, "You know, I'm doing a documentary about Owen," and I was like, "Dude, you know, a few months back we trolled him," and he goes, "Oh, if you got the clip, I'll use it," and I was like, "All right." So, but then I couldn't find it because it was actually when I caught a Facebook uh, YouTube ban, so Twitch deleted the video, and um. I had, a, but it was like, he was just at his house inside one night on his phone, like babbling. And we were live on Nightwave and I sent out all the trolls in his chat. And I was like, everybody call Owen out. He's on drugs. <laughs> I was like, hey, are you on drugs? And he panicked and he ended the stream. And like, yeah, I remember I that. Yeah. So we were just busted balls. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, let me see if I can find that clip. And I couldn't, but then I was, I was curious by porcelain bringing him up. So I started looking into him and I'm like, yo, he's nuts. So then I was like, just kind of lightly trolling him and messing with him a bit. And I saw how quick he was to ban. Like, that's like, dude, I'm a troll, which is an internet bully. If I see a weakness, yeah. I'm going to hone in. So I brought, you know, the night wave and the ROTC fam in and we started. And then Royce came back from vacation. So then we made it a big thing. And we started getting like where it was a rivalry and we were messing with him. And then that's when Chuck and, and some of the Danger Zone guys came to us and we're like, do you know the whole story with this guy? And we were like, no, what's up? Like, poor I'm like, I know a guy doing a documentary right now. So, like, we started group chatting, meet Chuck and Porcelain. Yeah. And that's when Chuck's like, yo, we got this. And of course, me and Porcelain, you know, we don't, we didn't know them. We didn't know Chuck from Adam at that point. So we're like, obviously, we got to make sure this is legit. And, you know, we, we all did our own stuff. And then we were like, yo, this Nimmer and Owen are. They're kind of pieces of shit. And then that's when we started going down that road of like, we got work to do. Well, I, I remember uh, when, when you guys thought that, you know, Ohm was just kind of like a, a sad 
uh, mess. And then I think it was about a week or two ago on one of your streams, I think it was either you or Royce said something like, dude, like owns a legit psychopath or some, something that, to that effect. And it was one of those moments like, uh, yes, you guys are, you guys are finally seeing what we've been seeing for months. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't label him a psychopath only in that like, you know, a psychopath clinically would be a guy that like, you know, strangles puppies and, you know, fucking rapes children just because it gives him a throw. Like that's a psychopath. Like to right. me, he, he's legitimately, though, venturing into borderline. Well, he's easily borderline personality disorder. But they like if you, if you took him right now, he would get BPD and NPD. He would get that diagnosis right out the gate. But um. Yeah, but he's also, I suspect, kind of schizoid. Like he's he's venturing into a scary realm where it's legitimate psychosis. It it it's a break from what he perceives reality to be to what it actually is. And you know, like I'm not gonna pick on crazy people, but you know, at the same time, dude, like I turned it lighthearted goofing into like he got he struck my channel and made a war. What yeah. am I supposed to do now? Well, I mean, he also this was brought up in the in the documentary as well. He he brought up a uh he I mean he attacked a a full blown uh you know disabled comedian a few months back for simply making jokes about his uh you know low ticket sales. He didn't attack him literally, but he I mean he, he basically sicked the bears on him and this comedian was getting a couple of actual death threats from from the bad, yeah. Which is well, that's that. That's a certain level where I can't. Yeah, that's one of those things where I can't really beef with him about it. Like, you know, if you're if you're a disabled guy or you know comedian, you come on my page and you come run in your mouth, and then my people find out you're disabled and start shredding you for it. Like, that's on you, dude. The internet is a voluntary place. Oh yeah. You know? So like, I if he went after. I have no problem with Owen. Like, I actually think it's funny if he made fun of a disabled guy who made fun of his comedy. Like, that's funny to me where I'm like, we shouldn't have done that. But when he's going after this kid who just says, hey, I don't think Jason Momoa is actually a pedophile, Owen. You might want to yeah. you might want to look into that more. And he goes, fuck you. Get the bears after him. And it turns out the kid just wants to grow up to be a pastor. And you're like, all right, Owen, you got to like to me when. If you go, uh, hey, I think Merce sucks, and I go, well, fuck you. You're in a wheelchair whatever. Like, that's not as bad as when I say, you know what? Hey, guys, Sam Whitfield tried to murder my children. Here's his first and last name. Here are 4,000 people. Kill him. Like, that's where I go, all right, you know what? I got a, I got a problem with that now. Like, now now we have beef. Yeah. Well, and well, and supposedly with the, with the wheelchair comedian, I mean, I, I still have to talk to him about this. Because I really don't have a problem with him and Owen beefing and roasting on each other, but the problem I do have is I guess I guess the Bears did send him like, you know, internet threats, which if that's the case, then obviously I'm not cool with that. But but even I think so, that's I think that's more indicative though of Owen and the sort of uh cult like fan base that he cultivates because that's yeah. that's the whole thing. Like we had to kick somebody out of our fan base last night. And we've only we've only had to kick three people out of our fan base. We've been around for a year and a half and we've only had to disavow three people in that time. But the thing is, we disavow those people very publicly and it's done in a way where they're never allowed back. And you have to do things like that to establish a code of behavior. 
Uh, there are things we don't tolerate in our community. And if, if, if the thing is like with this bear community, they'll all go like, ah, I threatened to kill that wheelchair comic. Here's a screenshot. Isn't that hilarious? Like, and they encourage it. Whereas with us, we would ban you from our community and people get the idea in our community. Like, We'll break your balls and we'll do some really mean shit. <laughs> but like there is a fucking line that is drawn. And when you start threatening people's lives, like our people would never do that. So he that's more indicative, I think, of um, Owen and the sort of fan base he cultivates, which is very cult like and very sort of angsty and angry. And and I think like Owen's a bitter failure from L.A., and he's cultivating a fan base of other bitter failures who want to blame their failures on, well, it's the, the elite pedophiles are keeping me down. No, no, they're not. Well, it's, it's, it's been a, a, a very uh, weird spiral because when I, when I joined, Owen had just gone on uh, Joe Rogan for, I believe, the third time with uh, Kurt Metzger. And then I joined a, a week later. And for about a good solid month, I mean, he was just doing – piano comedy and telling jokes. I mean, they weren't that great jokes, but they were still, you know, better than I could do, do because I'm not a, a comic. And then as soon as the whole, like I said, as soon as the whole uh, Nimmer Neary thing started, it just became, uh, well, you know, John Neary's a, a piece of crap. And uh, the, the other accusation was he abuses women, which, you know, isn't is not true either no no this is all this is all um this is this is basically it it's insecurity it's a lack of humility they can't handle the banter so they have to make it personal that's all this is if if, if nimmer could have admitted like john nary as far as i know and no offense to john nary i don't know if he does youtube or anything like that but i don't know john nary as far as i know he's not a comedian he doesn't do a show so, like, if John Nery came at me and was running me on the ropes on a stream, I would view that as, like, well, who's this fucking nobody? But if this nobody is that good that he's got me on the ropes, because, I mean, I know how to handle myself. I don't look at this the next day as, like, how can I get him divorced? How can I ruin his family? I would go, hey, who's that guy that fucking destroyed me the other night? Can we get him to – let's get him to do some content. Let's figure out a way for him to do content and me make a few bucks on it and he make a few bucks on it. Like I'm an opportunist right. and this idea that like you can't be humble and go, all right. So I took a little, like, you know, Rocky won. The whole point of that movie was, you know, Rocky didn't win, but he really gave Apollo a fucking beating and embarrassed him. And, and, and you got to have some humility and go, I want that rematch. Let's make some money on this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it, and the thing it is, I think I think he and Nimmer at one point actually did kind of make amends, but but it was it was Nimmer's it was Nimmer's sub fan base too that flamed the fires and that were like calling uh, near a racist. Now, now this is the other thing I wanted to bring up regarding this whole bear thing because it's it's interesting what you brought up of you've only had to disavow three fans. Uh, you and Royce are very clearly. Uh, in control, I should say, of the uh, ROTC fan base. Uh, no, not really. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. You continue. Well, in control in the sense that, you know, for the most part, everyone can do their own thing, but you but you guys do have lines. And uh, one, of the, one of the comments I've been getting and one of the comments Chuck has been getting, because all I've said 
is that is that in my mind uh, Owen is at fault for the Nimmer thing partially because he did bring Nimmer up as a public figure. I mean, he made him a public figure, so he can't he can't uh, you know he can't really get away from that. And uh, all of these bears are like, well, well, Owen didn't know about Nimmer's stolen valor, and I'm like, well, still though, uh, Nimmer is his sidekick slash business partner, it is kind of his responsibility as a public figure that he should know some of this stuff at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you mean control in terms of knowing what's going on yeah. in our community, absolutely. Um, but that's not like we we definitely don't. We would, we would, if we wanted to control people, we would just be another group of spurgs on the internet. Um, the reason why our community is so awesome and so kind of tempting to join is because it really is like like a libertarian uh, utopia. Like we don't really our discord is like a thing of beauty. Like it's people are having fun and joking and, you know, planning to go and download videos and fuck around, go troll somebody on their video, make them like, you know, scream and get it sound clips like everybody's having fun. There's ever never any like. Hey, let's dox this guy. Let's fuck this dude's life up. Like, like we we don't want to attract the sort of people who are attracted to those things. We want to attract people that are dicks, but creatively so and funny. And like, you know, I want people that if I come up with something and I don't, it's not a good look. I want people in 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 our community to go like, I don't like this dude. I don't like where you're going with this, and you're not going to get banned for life. Um, I might tell you to go fuck yourself and disagree with you and go, I'm doing it anyway. Stop me. But there's never like this. Well, you're banned. You can't speak ever again. It's just, well, yeah, yeah. All right. Fine. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being a piece of shit right now, but fuck this guy. And people go, well, all right, I guess we got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of jumping around, but I'm, Curious to know, since you are a Trump guy, what do you think of this state of emergency regarding uh, him wanting to build the wall? Uh, it's like anything else. It's got pros and cons. Um, you know, like I, I definitely I think that the, the the pros are obviously outweigh the cons, in my opinion. I want this fucking wall, dude. This is we didn't vote for Donald Trump. We voted for a wall. And we voted for freedom of speech and we voted for the Second Amendment. We voted for the person we thought was going to espouse those values. So in my opinion, whatever we got to do, whatever our president we elected has to do to get this wall done, I'm game. Um, so if he has to now, the only thing now I know people are saying, but that sets a precedent. What if they take our guns with the wall? Well, they're not going to do that because there's a difference between I'm using a national emergency to build a fence that doesn't affect your life. Or we're going to go try to start manually uh, taking guns away from hundreds of millions of Americans. One's way messier than the other, man. So I'm for it, man. I We, we got to get the wall done. I was getting pretty pissed that he opened the government back up and he kind of cucked. So he's... Get, trying to get it done. Let's do it. Yeah, I like it. I, I kind of have to agree. I, I would also say uh, on mine too, because I've, I've been hearing lots of uh, stuff. Well, doesn't this set a dangerous precedent? Like what if, what if Democrats got elected and they wanted to uh, make, you know, socialized healthcare, a national emergency or something like that. And I, 
I just have to say, I, I think this is way different because Trump has actually made the case for why the border is a national security issue. Whereas they haven't with uh, socialized medicine or whatever they're trying to push now. Well, yeah, and it's my problem. Like, people in your chat right now are saying, like, well, the bill is amnesty and all that. Well, the bottom line is, guys, uh, we're, we got these people in here anyway. We need to stop the flow of the people coming in. And, I, look, if he's got to make some fucking sacrifices, so be it. But I will tell you this. All you people out there that think that 100% of Hispanics that come here and get, like, legitimized are going to vote blue, you're insane. Okay, you got to stop thinking that way. You know who your enemy is? If you don't want the Democrats to take this country over, you know who your enemy is? Guilty, rich, white liberals. Those are the people trying to fucking destroy you. Not not a bunch of Mexicans that may get amnesty. And if they get amnesty, there will now be legalized Americans. You guys think that they're all going to vote blue? You're nuts. Exactly. You guys want to keep this country? Win the culture war. Bottom line, win the culture war. Stop listening to QAnon and backers for Trump and all this other cornbread bullshit. Stop listening to the Brendan Dillies of the world. Start listening to the Sam Whitfields of the world because this is how you're going to win the culture war. Not with this horse shit. Well, all beaners and women vote Democrat. Well, it's not true. You need to guilty white liberals and the city folk are your enemy. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. That's something that one of my co-hosts on my Sunday show brings up all of the time is the uh, urban uh, population. I mean, that's that's why the so many of these uh, states like California are so blue, and same with New York. I know lots of people out in California who are diehard conservatives, but they can't do anything because they're surrounded basically by metropolitan areas like uh, L.A., which are just leftist hotbeds. So. Yeah, and they, and, you know, and that's just how it's going to be. But if we can, uh, if we can get a wall, I think a wall is a step in the right direction. Everybody's worried about amnesty. Well, I got bad news for you. These people are already here, buddy. They're already sucking us dry. So if we can build a wall, keep any new ones from coming in, and start fucking crushing these other ones for tax revenue, then Godspeed. Guess what? Once they start paying taxes and they're legitimized. You're going to see a lot more of them voting Republican. Don't worry. Yeah, i i think I think a lot of them actually do want to be be here. I mean, obviously, there's there's a large number of people who are coming over just to smuggle drugs, or you know, and Trump's going to get those people out once this whole wall becomes a thing, and once we figure out amnesty, if we figure it out. So yeah, it's just going to be a major process. So yeah, and then once we make it uh, legal for right-wing death squads to handle all the child sex traffickers and the drug dealers, then then the, then the immigration issue will sort itself out anyway. Is, is because that, then we'll have the wall up, so they'll have nowhere to run. <laughs> is that what is that the job you're uh, hoping for in this administration? Is uh, right-wing death no. squad leader? No, sir. I'm a humble propagandist. That's all I do. So, well, I mean, you you seem like you could be pretty fierce in a a fight, and I I mean that in a in a good way. But I'm uh, not. I mean, I'm my body's failing me, dude. I'm, my best years are behind me, but I I could still. I've got like two good 
two really good fights left in me if, if I need to dig them up out of my soul. But no, I'm not a, I'll shoot you before I fight you. I'm in Florida. Let's just stand your ground state. Yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that, yeah, that is true. That's the beautiful thing about living here. So, uh, well, anyway, uh, sir, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, anything that I can plug for you? No, uh, don't just at Mersh on Twitter, uh, Nightwave Radio, Nightwave Live. I'm trying to get people over to the backup channel so I can hit a thousand and monetize. But uh, no, thanks for having me on. And uh, you guys need to subscribe here and share this and get this out so we can thank, get you subs too. Thank you. Uh, one final question I do have re- regarding the show is uh, I know you have an iTunes version of uh, RTC, but have you thought of podcasting Nightwave at all or? Would the files be too big? No, uh, you know what it is, man. I, I don't think my show would work at night with an audio-only target. Like, like I think ROTC is good enough that you could listen to it. I think Nightwave. If you tried to listen to Nightwave, you'd go like, "What the hell is going on?" I can't even see it. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of it, like, yeah. a lot of it, me being drunk and high and laughing and reacting to things. <laughs> so people are gonna go, oh, "Why am I listening to this idiot laugh?" It's, I don't even know what he's laughing at for ten minutes. But, but no, man, everybody subscribe to Sam, the Whitfield Report. Um, he's cool as fuck, and he's, he's one of our dogs. And I'm glad, you know, if anything came out of this whole Owen thing, I'm glad we all, you know, at least became friends. So that's cool. Yeah, th- thanks. So I really appreciate it, man. So. Yeah, anything we can do to support you, man, let me know. Take care, bro. All right, thanks. And uh, thanks for watching, folks. I may be back later with a, uh, a, a surprise stream. Uh, later on tonight, we'll see how that goes. I may have an ace up my sleeve uh, in terms of another guest, but uh, regardless, thanks for tuning in for uh, this segment of the show, and uh, God bless and God save this great nation.